0: Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. Hey, Susan Finch here today. And today our topic is your online profiles are costing you money. I'm not joking. Saying our free online profiles in all the social media venues is costing us money may be confusing, but let's think about that statement. If you create a profile and forget about it for a long while, it becomes dated, perhaps even incorrect. Not just headshots in the company you work for, but your basic statement about yourself. When you created your profiles, chances are you're just checking off a box to get marketing off your back. Facebook, check. LinkedIn, check. Twitter, check. Google+, Plus, check. About me, check. What about all the profiles you forgot about? such as trade organizations, professional alumni associations, online directories, there's a huge chance that you have no clue how many profiles you've created. If you only think about the ones you remember, that gives us a good place to start, so let's do that. Starting with the more obvious LinkedIn, Facebook, page and profile, Twitter, About Me and Google+, the first thing you wanna think about is, Whom are you trying to reach and what do you want them to do? How do you want them to connect with you rather than just viewing it or adding you to their circles, connections, friends, whatever it is, or following you? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to think about you? It isn't a one profile fits all here. You have to tailor it. What I say on Facebook is not the same as I'd say on LinkedIn. But if you're in that camp that favors that it's all me, I'm the same everywhere. Accept me as I am. I'm just who I am. They can accept me or not. Chances are you really wish you earn more money, but that arrogance is getting in your way. Business is business. Even if clients become friends or friends become clients, it's a different hat. You're asking people and companies to give you money for your knowledge and skills. Respect that and them. The very baby step of this, let's segue into headshots. Keep it clean and professional on LinkedIn, have more fun on Facebook, but it's still a good idea to have an actual photo rather than a cartoon, a picture of your dog, unless that's your business. You want anyone seeking you to know it's the right you. On all of social media, I'm grateful that the other Susan Finch in New York is a blonde. It helps at first glance. Also the fact I'm in Oregon and she's in New York. So we're both clear on who we are in all venues. But let's get beyond headshots. That'll be a whole separate thing and we'll talk about how you can do those easily. Moving on to your links you can include. In each profile, you always have an opportunity for other links, things you're interested in, your passions, where you work. Have you tested those lately? As a producer for several online radio shows, I run across guests all the time that haven't updated their LinkedIn profiles for months or even years. It's so embarrassing. They link to old companies, broken pages, they have old titles. It makes me wonder if they realize that company doesn't consider them an employee anymore. This leads me into work history and projects and the topic of lost revenue through social media. When your profile is broken, outdated, with only crickets chirping in your timeline, people will think you're not current. You've done nothing new, can't be bothered keeping your details updated. How can they count on you to help them if you can't take care of yourself? Spend some time reading each profile. Would you hire you? If you were interested in becoming your client, how would you connect? What's the next step? An example of a pretty decent about me profile, if I do say so, is susanfinch.me, short with a clear call to action and offer in the same breath. You might notice, though, if you mouse over all my social connections, they aren't very consistent. Not like I'd like them to be. I'd like them to all just be Susan Finch, but remember I mentioned that other Susan Finch? Vanity URLs are tough to capture when your name isn't super unusual. But let's move on to that call to action in each profile. This is where we make our money. This is how we convert just splattering stuff about you online to actually asking for a connection for somebody to trust you, to give you business. This is where we have to do it. And sometimes they're doing that when you're not around, you're not online. Let them take the next step in making you their valued resource ask someone else to read your profiles through. Ask them if they understand what you do, your capabilities and what they need to do in order to work with you. Ideally the person helping you by reviewing it would understand your buyer personas pretty well to help you see any holes, potential confusion or nannering on you're doing in your profiles. And guys, if they help you with this, at least send them a gift card or take them out for drinks to thank them and then return the favor for them as well. Don't you want your friends to make more money too? When everybody's more successful, you can all take better vacations together. At the end of your profiles, you want to entice people to make an appointment, get to know your company better, invite you to speak, whatever the goal is that makes you money. Ask for it with an easy link. It may be a different landing page for each venue. That's not a bad idea. It's a great way to track if it's working. Perhaps you simply link to your appointment scheduler page. The goal isn't to close the deal, but to get them to call, to contact you, to take the next step. Give them the time. Don't tell them how to make the watch. With LinkedIn, I'm going to do an entire episode on its own for this, and that is projects on LinkedIn. It's a great way to expand your profiles and show how multifaceted you are with your skills without changing jobs. Something like a case study where you can show off something with great results. Look for that episode in the future. Once you're done updating Facebook too with a new image, it will notify all of your friends and followers. LinkedIn used to do this, but they caught on to the fact that people played this in order to get to the top of the newsfeed with a visual update. It also ended up in people's notifications. So now you got to do a little more than that. You can change your position add a company and when you do that, you'll end up in notifications and news feeds on LinkedIn for those that follow you or are connected to you. Before you do that, consider writing an article to publish in your profile to make a bigger splash. Again, we'll cover that in another episode. If you don't have much to say with your newly updated profile, commit to a bare minimum of 15 minutes a day on LinkedIn for two weeks, only sharing items from others. You heard me. Don't talk about what you do. They'll find that out soon enough. Right now, you need to reestablish your connections, your value, the fact that you're a pretty cool person to be connected to. Share with them stories from the news, nothing self-serving. Mention companies and people. Let people know you're still around and are now current and of value rather than just tooting your own horn. So you got a list to do now? There's enough for you to do to catch up. But again, these are just the beginning profiles. If you need help finding all the ones you've forgotten, (laughs) and there are a bunch of them, trust me, check out exitpowerstrategies.com slash determining to figure out which scenario fits you so we can start collecting all the forgotten profiles and clean them up or even delete them. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast via email on rootedinrevenue.com so you never miss an episode or subscribe to us on iTunes. Look for Rooted in Revenue. Thanks for joining us.